It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Set your future in motion at Chicago State University with over 70 degree and certificate programs, ample scholarship opportunities, and vibrant campus life. Chicago State University is Chicago's number one most affordable public university with a diverse faculty, small class sizes, and almost 50 student organizations, including NCAA Division I Athletics. At Chicago State, we provide you with the tools you need to succeed. Visit csu.edu slash admissions to learn how you can earn your freshman year tuition what is going on, Bellyup Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports biggest issues and today we got our buddy k dot coming up to give you some spark notes to help preview the wnba playoffs k dot is very well respected in women's basketball twitter and he's going to help us break down exactly what to expect and what could be coming with the new format all the seeds and everything going on in the wnba playoffs so without further ado let's get started and we are joined by the WNBA, WNBA Twitter famous K-Dot. K-Dot, how you doing? Hey, hey, what's going on, man? I'm so happy to be back on, you know, on the pod, you know. So, you know, I'm excited to talk about, you know, the WNBA playoffs and, and what scenarios we have going on. And, I mean, let's get it started. Let's get it going. This is our playoff preview for the WNBA playoffs. Uh, in the teacher vein, we're going to give you a quick spark notes cap shot of, the teams that made it in eight teams in this year. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the different format first though, K-Dot, cause we were talking about that in pre-pod. Can you explain to the people at home? What is the format going to look like if they've been watching the WNBA playoffs for a while, it is going to look different. Yeah, absolutely. So this year is, it's much different from the former format. I believe they were doing this format um, prior for about three years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I would need to fact check that, but this year is not a, a single elimination first round, and the top two seeds do not have a buy at this point. Um, all teams will be playing in the first round. Uh, the rounds go three, five, 
five. When I mean three, five, five, that means uh, first round, three game series, uh, semifinal, um, the five game series, and then the finals, a five game series. So at this point, um, the WNBA has expanded their playoff format where everybody gets a chance to have a series and the uh, top seed will be um, home for the first two games. If there's a chance that the lowest seed splits the home games, then they will get an opportunity for a winner take all at the lower seed home game in game three. So it's going to be really, really, really exciting to see what teams um, who starts off on the road are able to actually get a road win and be able to uh, advance uh, in that game three if they were to uh, force a game three. Well, so I think that's my question. I hinted before we started that I had a question about this because intuitively that actually sounds like the road teams could almost argue they have an advantage in that, like, obviously lower seed, you're going to have to win a game anyway, but, and I'm assuming for travel reasons, right? They're going to go two games in the first and the better seeds place. And then the last game, but if you manage to pinch one of those first two games off, you can close it out at home. Does that feel like a big advantage? Or am I making that up? No, you're not making it up. And for certain teams, uh, especially this year, it, it could happen. Um, I feel like that is somewhat of an advantage. Um, I, I do believe that you do have some um, road teams, more importantly, that four or five matchup, if you will. Um, that fifth seed can actually steal a game um, on, on the fourth seed, on the fourth seeds floor. Um, that could be possible. Um, there are rumors that there is a potential six seed, which we'll talk about <laughs> who could upset a three seed, um, this year. Uh, we've been talking about it all, um, like the last maybe two weeks of the WNBA season. Um, as far as like which top seed you see is the most vulnerable, if you will. So yes, um, it does seem like a, a major advantage. Um, game one is always the important game. And especially in this format, when you have the three game series, because, you know, you can easily as the road team come in and take that home court advantage in game one, because we know that in game two, the home team has to win. So um, I do believe that it's somewhat of a Rose team's advantage, but also we have to look at kind of like the circumstances of the WNBA and how travel has been um, right, right. The, the past, you know, <laughs> especially with the, with the CBA and everything and how travel, how travel has been. So um, the biggest thing, you know, for the home team is they have two games at home, you know, you know what to do in game one. And um you know, hopefully in game two, you can basically sweep, but you know, um, it's, it's going to be exciting, um, you know, regardless, because I mean, again, when you're looking at these teams and when we get into the details of the seedings, you'll, you know, you'll, you know, make a, a judgment for yourself on who you think could possibly upset, um, you know, the top seed. Well, definitely. And so we're going to start off and we're just going to go matchup by matchup as they lay out in the first round um, and get, again, a quick spark notes cap shot of each team. We open with the aces. If I'm reading the seating of this, right, the aces are playing the mercury in a three game series. Um, the aces have had a much more uplifting season than mercury. So let's, let's start with them. Um, new coach this year, obviously MVP level. I don't know if she'll win the award, but MVP level Asia Wilson is the headliner 
give us more on the aces yeah so the aces of course um started off real real hot at 13 and 2 um coach becky hammond um who's taken over the reins from bill lambeer who had done an amazing job um you know prior to um just you know she's she's more vibrant um a, a little more uh, head savvy from a not not more of a traditional type coach. Um, she's allowed um, this team to actually um, run some high powered offense and they ranked, you know, top three in, in offensive uh, rating. Um, they're actually top. Um, they're out right out of the top five in defensive rating. Um, that was one of the big concerns uh, for uh, this ACES team. And again, the bench was also a concern um, for this Aces team because after they went three and two, they went a little stretch where they were playing 500 ball. And, you know, after the all-star break, you know, they got, um, you know, they got things together and ended up winning the commissioner's cup. Um, and basically after the commissioner's cup, you know, they've continued to um, do very well. And one thing that sparked, um, you know, a, a, a bigger, spark, if you will, for the Aces was the decision for Coach Becky Hammond to bring De'Erica Hamby, who's been, um, who's a former two-time six-woman of the year, um, who's used to playing off the bench, uh, and who had been starting this year. Um, she decided to put her back on the bench, not necessarily from a demotion standpoint, but more of a sprucing up the bench um, standpoint. And Kia Stokes, um, she's come in and she's done a tremendous job as a starter, um, as the starting center for the Aces, um, giving uh, Asia Wilson uh, the full um, autonomy to go back to play in the power forward position when she was previously previously playing the center position, which she had done a great job. And yes, she is, in my opinion, uh, this year's league MVP, and she can arguably be uh, the league's defensive player of the year. Um, as well. So she could definitely get both of those awards. Um, and I think that for the Aces, um, they've found just new footing, new ground. Um, they've beaten the Seattle Storm today, which uh, with that win makes them um, in sole possession of, of number one, uh, win or lose uh, from the Chicago Sky, who had been hot all season long. Um, but because they've won the season series against the Chicago Sky, they own the tiebreaker for number one. So um, hence the reason why they're number one playing the the Phoenix Mercury. So the Aces have done a really, really good job this year. And I can't wait to see what they do um, in the playoffs coming up. Well, and, you know, for NBA fans, the Derek Hamby thing is kind of like the Spurs not starting Ginobili or, or right. whatever. Like, like it's it's a great team that it's like, hey, we need your role to be this. I think exactly the way you're talking about Asia going to slide back to the power forward spot and then like spotting as the center was really a, a big thing for them. I, I was, I was going to say down the stretch of the season. And I guess that's around commissioner cup and after time, which it lines up with what you're saying. A team that's had a much rougher year has been the Phoenix Mercury. Now this is obviously a very pro Brittany Griner protest or a podcast. I should say, bring, Brittany Griner home but as we look at them that's not the only thing that went wrong on the floor for them uh Skylar Diggins to her credit Skylar Diggins Smith played out of her mind all season um if if winning was not a part of the MVP award you could I maybe throw her name in for some votes um but you you had like the Diana Taurasi injury um the offense looked stagnant at times throughout the season so talk to me how did the Phoenix Mercury manage to find their way into the eighth place this year perseverance is the key word here. 
um, because when we look at the beginning of the season prior to the uh, Brittany Griner situation, and, and yes, please uh, bring Brittany Griner home, Tina Charles' decision to sign with Phoenix was a no-brainer, I-want-to-win-now decision, and adding her to a all-star cast of Brittany Griner, Diana Taurasi, and Skylar Diggins-Smith would have been monumental for that franchise. And unfortunately, it did not work out that way where the dominoes fell with the whole Brittany Griner situation. And they've had to endure that all year. Um, even Skylar Diggins-Smith herself came out and just talked about how traumatic it could be every time a question was asked about the whole situation. And it put um, a lot of, it, it, it took a big toll for the team because there were chemistry issues. There were um, a lot of things, you know, with Vanessa Nygaard being the new coach, um, very questionable um, play calling at, at times. Um, offenses, just like you said, were stagnant. Defense wasn't um, 100% top tier. And there was just a lot of things that that went on. And then to make matters worse, Tina Charles ends up asking for a contract divorce, leaving the team and signing with the Seattle Storm. And that's kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will. Um, but we're still talking about the Phoenix Mercury at the AC. And again, perseverance. Shea Petty, who has been incredible all season long, has stepped up. Sophie Cunningham, who will be in talks for most improved player of the year this year, has stepped up for sure. And um, the free agent uh, via trade, Diamond DeShields, she has stepped up a lot. And a lot of things when we're talking about kind of like the mental aspect of the game, I, I want to wish um, Skylar Dickens-Smith, um, you know, health and, and prosperity as she goes through uh, what she's going through right now because she's not with the team and also with Diana Taurasi and the spirit speedy recovery for her quad. Um, just knowing what was at stake, Shay Petty, Sophie Cunningham and Scholar Diggins. Um, I'm sorry, uh, diamond to shields. They knew what it took to actually get that team into the playoffs and it actually happened. So you can't um, do anything, but tilt your hat off to this team as they persevered and they've, made their way into the playoffs and it's an incredible thing um, to see. Definitely. And I think the DeShields acquisition, if they'd had everyone there and healthy would have been like, and she's the final piece of this big, you know, monstrosity of all these all-stars. Um, DeShields was an all-star in 2019 in Chicago. Uh, right. She was a champion in 2021 in Chicago and those Chicago sky sit in second place. Uh, in transitioning as seamlessly as I can try to uh, talk to me about the Chicago sky again, last year's champ this year in second place. Uh, you could talk about copper or Gardner or Messamin, but the story here seems to me to be Candace park, right? Absolutely. And one thing that you can describe the Chicago sky is versatility and depth. And one thing about the Chicago sky is they've been consistent all year, even with star players being out of the lineup throughout the year. Candace Parker missed some time. Courtney Vandersloot missed some time. Kalia Copper missed the first um, couple games because of overseas obligations and getting um, acclimated. Um, one person or one player that I would like to tilt my hat off to is Emma Misaman. And she came in 
um, you know, knowing that she had obligations um, the past two years with her, uh, I, I believe it's Belgium um, and, and her national team, you know, she's come in via trade um, from the Mystics and she's just a, a, a bright light for Chicago in defending that championship. And they had been number one for quite a while after the aces um, kind of faltered and started playing 500 ball. And they had been the most consistent since then. But I think when it came to that commissioner's cup game and the aces figuring out how well they can defend versus the Chicago sky, I think it was one of those situations where, Oh, wow. We, we, finally figured out the blueprint but here's the thing about chicago again we talk about depth azaray stevens has been i mean the biggest help um for the chicago sky in spot minutes um and taking you know candace parker's um place and emma meeseman's place in in some realms of, of the game and she has been such a bright light um, and has done a great job in replace of Stephanie Dolson, who um, is now with the Liberty, in which we'll talk about, and you know has done an amazing job. And it's Rebecca Gardner for me, um, the 31-year-old rookie who's come in defensively, and she's done her job. Um, it's been great to see her, and she's definitely going to get um, all rookie team um, honors this year. And um, a, a little bit of conversation, a little bit of votes for, for Rookie of the Year. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it as well, um, even though the numbers doesn't reflect. Um, but still, if you look at the eye test, um, she's been an incredible impact for the Chicago Sky. And then, of course, you have the usual su suspects, right? You have Kalia Copper, finals MVP of 2021. You have Candace Parker, right, who actually, like you said before, who starts everything off. Um, and then you have Vanderquigs. Courtney Vandersloot and Allie <laughs> Quigley. And the, the biggest thing that you look at with this team is just the sheer versatility and the cohesiveness that they have with each other. And they are definitely going to be a problem, um, you know, to, to, to mess with. Um, and it's going to be very difficult because coach James Wade slash GM James Wade has been uh, he's been superior in making sure that this team, um, you know, was doing the right thing. And he's definitely my vote for executive of the year as well. Well, and you mentioned the depth. They got six players going more than 10 points a game. Rebecca Gardner is at seventh on their roster at eight and a half points per game. Like they're really well spread out. Um, Azra Stevens is one that like she started off in Dallas. And so I got to see her a little bit more up close and personal. I'm glad she's doing so well. Um, they, they're a really deep, talented roster. Mm -hmm when I look at the New York Liberty that they're going to play in the first round, uh, much like Chicago has Candace, and that's the name that jumps off the page. The name in New York is much younger, but Sabrina Ionescu, obviously is the name that jumps off the page. The one we all know, I mean, we can talk about Marine too. Uh, we can talk about Natasha Howard, Nigel, et cetera, but Sabrina is the, the one that runs the ship there. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that coach Sandy Brondello um, realizes that Sabrina is definitely more fitting to play a playmaking two guard as opposed to being the sure point guard and that decision to bring in crystal dangerfield was very very important for the new york liberty because crystal dangerfield has come in and taken over the point guard um, responsibilities and have allowed 
Sabrina Unescu to be Sabrina Unescu. And one thing that hampered the New York Liberty all year long were was injuries. You know, um, Jocelyn Willoughby, she she was out for for a while and ended up being out of the rotation because of it. Uh, Dee Dee Richards did not get her um, feet up under her because she had suffered a hamstring injury earlier. And then she ended up being out of the rotation as well. And when you look at this roster, not only Stephanie Dolson coming in as a free agent was a key um part of this team but i also think that hong shu who is obviously a liberty favorite everyone loves han um they even call her Harlem han she <laughs> has come in at at, at a at an astounding 610 and has done so many great things for this liberty bench and i think with benijah laney coming back um, the cohesiveness is finally there because Benigelani was out for eight weeks. She had a knee procedure. Um, and for her to come back, it's been such a delight to see um, New York do well their last um, three games um, because basically they had to go out of the five games that they played. They had to go three and two to win. And they actually did that. Um, my biggest concern with the Liberty was inconsistency and they started off real sluggish. You mean to tell me you lose 50, I think four, it was a 14 point loss to a scholar Diggins and Diana Tarazi, less Mercury team starting off on the road. You had a chance to win um, in Dallas, but in the fourth quarter, Marina Mabry goes off. Um, crazy and, game. Yeah. Real crazy game. And you end up, you know, right in the ship the last three games. You get the much-needed win in Dallas, and then you end up taking care of business against the Atlanta Dream. So one thing that I'm looking for for the New York Liberty um, in order to steal a, a win in Chicago is they have to remain consistent and do what got them in the playoffs in the first place. That's going to be the most important thing. Definitely. You mentioned the 6'10 Hanju Marine Johannes is so much fun to watch, right? <laughs> like absolutely. If if you are a fan of like Showtime passing the basketball, she's not like Magic Johnson's six ten. She's five ten. She's a much more slight, petite player. But oh my God, can she move the basketball? It is phenomenal to watch. And then Sabrina Ionescu scores at the other end of it. It looks really good. <laughs> absolutely. And Marine Marine Johannes, she's become one of my favorite players in the WNBA her skill level um in putting the ball in the in the basket is just elite and she had a play today where she came off of a down screen and she caught the ball in rhythm took one dribble one leg three-point shot at the top of the key I mean that was just incredible and one thing about Maureen Johannes as well is she's the spark off of the bench if the if the Liberty are down 13 and you put Marine Johannes in, you're guaranteed for Marine Johannes to go on an 8-0 run by herself because she can just get so hot in shooting the ball. And her skill level at shooting the ball is just super incredible. If we keep moving up the, the playoff seedings here, we have the three-seed Connecticut Sun playing the six-seed Dallas Wings. I think in our opening, you kind of preview that this is one you think could be an upset. Um, is that the Mabry kind of game we just saw that we mentioned where like she's been really hot as of late the Dallas Wings won five in a row 
not the quite the last five of the season, but five in a row towards the end of the season? Is it something weak about Connecticut you're noticing? What about that matchup makes you think there may be an upset? Yeah, guard play, guard play. And everybody knows that in the playoffs, you have to have very strong guards in order to advance. And my biggest concern with Connecticut is their front court is immaculate. Alyssa Thomas, John Quo Jones, Dewana Bonner. They're great as starters. Brianna Jones, who is going to be the WNBA six woman of the year. You can book it. She has also come off the bench and has done a tremendous job. The problem is sometimes there's some inconsistencies offensively and defensively with their guards. More importantly, Natisha Hodeman and Courtney Williams. What I would like to see is I would like to see better effort from a defensive standpoint, because sometimes in certain situations, you know, the defense from a guard standpoint can just be lost sometimes. And I want to see more um, out of the guards um, and it all it really all starts to me with Natisha Hodeman at the point guard position, even though she's not the quintessential playmaking point guard, she can actually score the ball. She looks to score. I want to see a little bit more playmaking, more communication as a leader of the floor, a floor general. And maybe you will be able to um, get, you know, the optimal performance that you would need to get from Natisha Heidemann. And the same thing goes for Courtney Williams. She is a part of what we call the mid-range mafia. She has one of the greatest mid-range shots we've ever seen in this league. Um, but again, when you're talking about defensively, um, she has plenty of effort, plenty of skill, right? But sometimes communication can be lost and um, sometimes she can be a deer in headlights out there. So one thing that Dallas is going to have to do is they've always been consistent in guard play, even though Arike Agumbawale is going to be out. And I wish her a speedy recovery with her. Um, I think it was a um, abdominal um, uh, injury where she got surgery. Uh, Marina Mabry, Ty Harris, Veronica Burton, and more importantly, Alicia Gray is going to be very, very pivotal. And it's going to be a case where if those guards are able to do their jobs and win the and win the mismatches and win their actual match, it will be a problem for Connecticut. And they could end up seeing um, Dallas come in and steal a game at home. Yeah, and the deal is I feel like if they steal that game at home, it's like we mentioned, then you have the benefit of getting to play at home. And we just, just saw them win several big games at home. Uh, in the last stretch here, I, I, maybe I'm being a homer because they're the Texas team, but I, I, I'm in on them. I, I think that they got a real shot here. Um, it, the last matchup here, I think, feels like obviously going to be our last matchup for a number of reasons. But the the four five is also going to include Sue Bird, Seattle Storm. I know there's a lot of talent on Seattle, but Sue Bird is the headline this year for a number of reasons, including like with it's the last go, like can Seattle make another run, and then the Washington mystics. And I have looked up some stuff about like the Washington mystics, like have surprising records against really good teams when a handful of people play and, and whatever, that's going to be interesting when I think we can almost guarantee gets to that third game, walk us through Seattle versus Washington. Yeah. So one thing about the Seattle Washington matchup is going to be probably one of the most watched matchups in the first round. You have a defensive juggernaut in the Washington Mystics who ranks top three in defensive rating. 
Um, and they're arguably a top team offensively when Elena Deladon plays. So my thing about the this matchup particular is what Washington's defense is going to do against Seattle's offense. Seattle has um, their offense has spruced up a lot the last five or six games. Um, they had been scoring um, a little over 90 plus points per game. And the ball has um, has moved so well um, lately. And I know that Coach Pokey Chapman, who is a friend of our network, um, she's talked about it um, tremendously and how they run kind of like their motion style offense, where it's more a lot read and react. It's more spread. Um, it it dictates what Stewie um, is able to do off of different down screens, pin downs and everything like that. Um, and Tina Charles coming in um, and actually um, spreading out that offense as well, because she is a threat beyond the arc um, um, as well. So my biggest thing is what the uh, Washington defense is going to do versus the Seattle offense and Washington's defense actually have an opportunity to do something versus that offense, because sometimes when you have someone like a Jewel Loy who struggles um, from the field or someone like Sue Bird, who will struggle from the field, the only person that you will have consistently would be Stewie. And you don't want Stewie to get tired. So the biggest thing for um, for Washington is, first off, making sure that Elena Deladon is healthy enough because this is a cross-country travel for Washington. Um, the good thing is they have two games. They have two games in Seattle. So that will be um, in to me, that's an advantage um, for them um, because you're only traveling once basically um, for two games. It's not like you're going one, one, one where you're, right. um, you know, traveling to Washington. That field does feel like an advantage. Exactly. So for, for Washington, what I'm looking for is offense. Sometimes their offense can get real, real stagnant. And one thing that happened today, um, Natasha Cloud, um, she did leave the game versus the fever with a knee injury. So hopefully that's not um, as serious um, as at, at, hopefully it's just not serious at all. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll evaluate that between now and, and Wednesday. And one thing that I am looking for is. Um, Shakira Austin versus the Ezzy and Ezzy McMagor and the Tina Charles matchup. That's that's one thing that I'm looking for because she's a rookie. She's done a tremendous job all season long. She's definitely first team all rookie um, for sure. But that's going to be a lot for her um, defensively. And with her being a rookie, first time in the playoffs, we all know it's 0-0 when the playoffs hit. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, it's going to be an amazing matchup. It's definitely going to be an amazing matchup. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting there is it's obviously four fives are always a ton of fun. But when you add, like, the Mystics are a very, very good team when Ella does. Right. I mean, my math here, if I'm looking at the schedule correctly, is 17 and seven when Ella, when she's on the floor. Like, right. That is a real, obviously a big swing. But you also look at like Seattle brings in Tina Charles. They got two games in Seattle and it's Sue Bird's last run. And it's like, do you really want to have to go to Seattle for those two games? <laughs> like all of a sudden things are really looking kind of back and forth here. In the last couple minutes here, as you look at this, 
a give me we just talked a lot about the four five matchup um across the board what series are you looking the most forward to watching so my thing is that four five matchup that's that's the matchup because that matchup could potentially upset the one (laughs) (laughs) that's the matchup um we've seen the the aces have the seattle storms number in the regular season but again it's zero zero once playoff time hit and we did see the aces go zero and three versus the mystics in the regular season so that's what most intrigues me about that particular matchup um i think that the four five is definitely going to dictate what happens in the semifinals um and i just can't wait to see what that looks like um the good thing about the one eight matchup is that um even if it even if the game goes to three which i to be honest with you i don't know if uh aces mercury goes to a third game but if it does all the ace the aces are traveling to arizona right same you know it's in the same region same um, same time, basically same time zone. So they don't have a lot to worry about from a travel standpoint, but you know, that the four or five matchup is definitely something that, that I'm looking forward to. And then it sounds like there's potential upsets all over the board here. Cause I know like Chicago is very good, but you're going to have a hard time picking against New- your New York Liberty. <laughs> um, we just talked about four or five. I mentioned six, three could be an upset quickly. Who do you think wins this whole thing? For me, um, I am definitely thinking that the aces will find a way. Um, they've been in contention for the past four or five years. Um, they've come up short um, each time. And I think that this year is their year. They have the veterans. They have the, the MVP. They have the, um, the, 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 the supporting cast. I do think that they have a chance to to pull it off. Now, the biggest concern is, you know, it's playoff time. What is your bench going to look like? That's the biggest question. Are you going to be able to play um, your your five starters and one or two other people and not have them get tired out? You know, that's the biggest question that I, that I have. But I, I think that they are in a mode where they're definitely focused. Um, Becky Hammond has done an amazing job with her adjustments, especially with starting Kia um, Stokes. That was a huge adjustment, in my opinion. And being that De'Erica Hamby is going to be out two to four weeks, I'm looking in between the two and a half week mark. Um, I think they're just doing that as precaution. But um, she had also been in a in a slump um, as well. So getting her confidence back. Uh, will definitely help out um, if if she's able to come back. And I believe she'll probably be back in time for the potential finals matchup if they do make it that far. So that's who I'm, that's who I'm picking, um, but I'm not sleeping on the defending champs. The defending champs, they know what's at stake. They won the championship at 16 and 16 last year. They can definitely win the championship um, at, uh, 26 and 10 this year. So I'm not sleeping on them, but um, if I were to pick one, I'm going to go with the aces. Definitely. And it's, again, it's, there just seems to be a lot of things coming together and like Becky Hammond, getting them to like open up the offense in a new way and kind of look mo- more like modern basketball has been fascinating. K dot, you're going to be following this all the way across the playoff scene. Uh, 
where can people find you and your work at? Yeah, definitely. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at K.Lou3H. And you can also follow the Women's Basketball Network, the 9450 Women's Basketball Network on Twitter and Instagram at the 9450 WBB with my partner, Daniel R. Tess. Um, I want to thank you for having me on. And I want to give a shout out to you because you've always been so dope with what you're doing with your platform and keep doing what you're doing, my brother. Thank you. And thank you for coming on today, KDOT. Uh, it's time for the playoffs. Let's go have some fun with women's basketball. Absolutely. Okay, Parker. So the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but I'll <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast your face. All right, friends. Do you feel like you have a better understanding of what's about to come in the WNBA playoffs? Make sure you don't miss a moment. Games will be on a variety of ESPN channels and networks, so make sure you have all of those things. And if you need a subscription to ESPN or whatever, all up to date because it's going to be a really, really fun ride. Shouts to KDOT. Thank you for coming on and getting us prepared. We recorded late Sunday night because we wanted to make sure we got it in after all the games were over. KDOT does not miss a game. I repeat, he does not miss a game. We had to make sure we did it after all the games were over. Go follow him at kdotlu 3 H, he spells out the word dot, so his handle is at K-D-O-T-L-E-W-3-H on Twitter. He is big, big, big into all things women's basketball. And when the men's season comes around in the winter, he'll be into that too. <laughs> if you're a basketball fan, make sure you go follow K dot on Twitter. Thanks again for coming on. We're going to look, maybe, should we have him back? I think we should, let's try and have him back when we get back to WNBA Finals, and, and we'll see what happens. He gave us a Spark Notes preview. Maybe we'll have a Spark Notes review and see how much we got right or wrong if you want to follow this show you can follow this show on instagram and twitter on instagram we're at f underscore n underscore sports that's f underscore n underscore sports on instagram on twitter we're at fn sports 2 that's f-i-n-s-b-o-r-t-s number two all one word twitter is where we're having our big giveaway we're almost to 10,000 followers when we hit 10,000 followers you can win a gift card make sure you go check out the twitter handle to find out how We'll be giving away gift cards to our various sponsors. You can find all of those in the link tree on both 
bios on social media. That'll take you to every way to find the show, all of our sponsors, and our merch store. The merch stores get a different t-shirt, cap, hoodie, or mug, all of which donate to various charitable causes. Make sure you go help out some great causes and support the show the best way possible. If you're looking for me and my personal stuff on social media, my Instagram and Twitter are both at Painsworth512. It's P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter and Instagram. I post all the things that I am a part of, all the different recordings and writing and things like that. I also post various losses on sneakers. <laughs> I have a lot more losses than wins on sneakers these days. I talk about my Texas Longhorns, my Houston Rockets, and all those kinds of things. So make sure you go check those kinds of things out. Again, that's at Painsworth512 on Instagram and Twitter. If you're looking to support the show for free, you can give us a five-star rating, leave us a positive review, download this podcast on a few different platforms, and whatever you do when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards. December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as 49 bucks after rebate. Get up to 200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards. December 26th through January 7th. Get up to 200 in savings. And choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply.